Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, and welcome uh, to the show. It is uh, February 11th, and uh, it's a Thursday. It's the last show of this week. I had... uh, I had hoped my brother would come on uh, today, but it turns out he has a Zoom uh, meeting with colleagues at St. Andrews University. So, cannot do. Um, But there's plenty for us to talk about. Obviously, I sat transfixed yesterday, as did uh, the Senate of the United States, uh, watching the uh, just brilliant uh, brilliant case being brought by the house managers. I mean, it's 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 just a slam dunk, and there is no way. And everybody who's watching has got to feel the same way. There's no way that you can watch their the narrative they're laying out, the timeline they're laying out. Uh, and not convict Donald Trump. There's no way. No way. And the fact that we are told by the media who talk to these people that he will be acquitted because Republicans simply will not do the job that they have sworn to do, which is be an impartial juror. Uh, That suggests all kinds of rather frightening things, I would think. Um, First of all, the process that the Constitution has given the country, this impeachment process, could never, ever, have foreseen, the founders could never have foreseen that there would be an instance, (laughs) a case in which the crime that was committed occurred in the very chamber in which the trial will take place. And that the jurors will themselves have been victims, but also that many of the jurors themselves could well be termed co-conspirators, aiders and abettors of the crime itself. And so how do you have a fair (laughs) trial here when the jury in large part is made up of people who could well be on trial themselves. And that's that's not even adding on in the whole other bunch 
who are simply too fearful of the of that murderous mob that came to the Capitol that day are so fearful of them who know that their capacity for violence is clearly very real, that they too will abet the acquittal of Donald Trump. So, I mean, obviously there's no way that the Founding Fathers, as brilliant as they may have been, could have assumed such a such a situation. And there is no court in the land that would allow a jury to be made up of victims in the case they're hearing or would allow a jury to be made up in part of people who themselves aided and abetted the perpetrators. Because if one thing is clear from the presentation, brilliant presentation by the, uh, by the House, if one thing is clear, it is, oh, shit. I might have to hang it up. This can't be. This can't be that I can't think of what the one thing that's clear is. (laughs) I mean, I had it and then it disappeared. God damn it. Oh, shit. So, obviously, you cannot have a jury made up of people who helped incite the crime. You cannot have a jury of people who were victims of the crime. And, let us add, you cannot have a jury in which a sizable number of the jurors have clearly not just indicated, but flat out said that they made up their mind before they even heard the evidence. The Republican Party this new radicalized Republican anti-democratic authoritarian cult of personality anti-American party, the Republican Party is on trial. And the Republican Party is sitting in the jury box. Here's the thing. 
this is a moment in time in history when legacies are being cemented. Donald Trump's legacy uh, is now being cemented, although if the Republicans have their way, it, it, it could well get even worse, if that's conceivable. But what I don't understand is how can these jurors, these senators, sitting, watching, listening, if they are, how can they allow their own legacy so clearly on the wrong side of history, marking them forever as craven sellouts who aided and abetted and acquitted a president of the United States who made war on his own country. So the reality here is that um, everything we've been saying is just coming more and more to a head that the Republican Party is a clear and present danger to our country. A critical mass of it has either through cowardice or conviction been radicalized. Radicalized to the point of becoming a clear and present danger to our republic. And given this opportunity, in some ways the Democrats are offering this incredible gift to the Republican Party. Here, here is your opportunity to break free of Donald Trump to purge him and to begin the long, long struggle to reclaim your party and its integrity. But they're not gonna do it. It's, well, you know, We're more used to reading about these kinds of consequential moments uh, where the road forks and you watch a nation turn the wrong way and you wonder, what did they do? What were they thinking? The Democrats are offering up a chance to the Republicans, and they are going to eschew it 
No, thank you. No, thank you. We'll continue down this path because to us right now, it looks like there's power at the end of this path. Oh, maybe it's not the power of a democracy, but it's power. And there's a frightening crowd on our heels and they're armed. So we're going to keep on going this way because we're cowards and because we crave power. So Donald Trump may be acquitted during this absurd process where the criminals get to sit as the jury. But history will never, ever acquit them. And I must say, again, that if you bothered to watch the case that was presented to them, the evidence, the proof laid out so damningly clear. And for those of us who had thought we'd seen the video, no, that day and even the next day, January 6th, January 7th, the video we were see, being shown and, and the way it was being talked about was just sort of like in little in pieces. So you never got the sense of how long this thing went on, of how huge the breach was, of how frightening and murderous this mob was. And watching the video as presented, your heart would pound. And it's astounding, and certainly it's been said before, it is astounding that this wasn't worse. But for, but for a one cop sending the mob in a certain way, but for this and but for that, there could have been a true bloodbath. They were bent on assassinating, on decapitating the leadership of the legislative branch of the American government. If they'd gotten their hands on Mike Pence, they would have killed him. Imagine that. The Republicans are not going to vote to convict a president who actually, knowing his vice president was in grave danger, did nothing 
and in fact, put more fuel on the fire. Donald Trump put a hit on his own vice president. (laughs) The hit was out. Kill him. I have never been so creeped out as I was by the security video of one of these rioters looking for Nancy Pelosi. Nancy, this is what he sounded like if you hadn't heard it. Nancy, where are you, Nancy? Nancy, it was like as if Jack Nicholson in The Shining. That is the kind of terror. That is the kind of creepy, murderous terror that was going on for hours. And the president of the United States sworn to protect it, defend it and us and its government which it was in the U.S. Capitol that day, refused to lift a finger for two hours. Though people around him were pleading for him, though people in the building, terrified, were begging him for help. <laughs> he didn't. And the Republicans are going to acquit. Being able to see the event, not the way we have seen it. We've seen it from video within the mob, right? And certain videos that maybe were outside the mob, but we never saw it as those poor police, Capitol Police saw it. That huge, crazed, rabid, armed, mob coming for you. They were so outnumbered. It is amazing that more of them weren't injured. Over a hundred were, but it is amazing that there was not more that were killed. And Trump's people who I thought, you know, love cops, beating the hell out of one of them, screaming, we got one, we got one. Huh, blue lives matter. For these Republican senators not to um, take this opportunity is just criminal in itself, but criminals they are. Criminals they are. And the only thing I'm waiting to see is how many of them will take the opportunity. There's no way it'll be 17. But how many of them will take the opportunity to 
try to get their party to stop this suicide mission they're on. Suicide not just for their party, but suicide potentially for their country. And it's, I forget where I read it, somebody said something very interesting that it's, it's true that, I mean, the brilliance of the, of the House uh, managers in bringing this case, uh, they're laying it out and, and making it very personal for these senators. Uh, showing them that their president, knowing they were under attack, did nothing to help them, did not one thing to protect them. But the other thing is, by trying to pull the Republicans in as victims, the one thing they're not doing is what I just did, which is to say that much of what they are accusing Trump of, the Republican senators themselves did. Giving credence to the big lie that drove the insurrection. Even after the breach, even after the blood, the majority of Republicans in the House and a whole ton of them in the Senate voted to perpetuate the very lie that caused the melee. The Republicans are on trial. And lucky for them, they're also sitting in the jury box. I've got a caller. Let's go to the phone. Go ahead, please. Hi, good morning, Lynn. Um, Hi. Uh, I'm just, I get so depressed. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm married to a quote conservative Republican. Mm. And uh, I asked him yesterday if it was his opportunity to vote as a senator, what would he vote? And he'd say not to acquit or to acquit, just let it go. And um, he's bought into the big lie uh, again and again and again. He does recognize that Trump was a little crazy and off his rocker past couple of months but probably due to the steroids that he was taking back in September and uh, fails to recognize anything else. And it's just astounding to me that, you know, they've sold their souls. They're spineless. They are just despicable in, in what, they're, what they're going to do. I heard somewhere that if they had a secret vote like they did in the House. Yeah. Yeah. that helped to keep Liz Cheney alive, that maybe yeah. that could shed something on this procedure. Um, I don't know if that could ever happen. It's not going to happen. No. But um, the, I can't even explain 
even though, you know, you can't even at this point say, well, I'm not a Trump supporter anymore. You know, he went over the, he went off the rails, you know, with all this crazy talk. But they're still not, they're not willing to stand up to hold him accountable. And the argument is they just all hate Trump. That's why they're doing this. It's the only thing they've done for the past four years is find ways to attack Trump and just, you know, they just hate him so much that they will do anything to, uh, to knock him out, you know, to get, mm-hmm. to, to get rid of him, whatever. And it's, it's wow. also to a point that you cannot even, you cannot have any conversation. You cannot discuss, you cannot lay it out. You cannot, uh, you know, logically explain things, constitutionally explain. There's no, there's just no talking. They have, they have dug their feet. They're not moving. They're not capitulating. They're just, and that's, it, I, could, I could bang my head against the wall. Yeah. And maybe talk some sense into myself to just stop talking. And I've tried that, believe me, for months and months and months and months and months. And it's a rather daunting place to be. I feel for you. But it's, I it's truly so feel for it's you. so frustrating. And, and the big question is why? Why have they sold themselves to Donald Trump? Why? How do you There's have some, anybody? I don't know. There's some comfort that they're getting psychologically. There's a need. There's a need there. I don't know. I mean, I my cannot, God, you I, know, you know the man. I mean, you're you're married to this man. Yeah, I um, just can't. I don't get it. You, I can't and, even imagine. You know, don't explain to me. You know, I was in business. I know what it's like. You know the the. You know, the socialists left. They just want to give everything away. They don't want the, you know, you know, they don't want people to get ahead. They want to just have everything, you know, handed to them. And it's like anti-capitalism. Oh, and I, it's like, there's just no, I, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to me. And as I said, I just feel anyway, just ranting. <laughs> I understand. I, I yeah. yeah. God bless you. I mean, you know, I don't know. You got to hang in there, but <laughs> it's just I don't crazy. Know. I, I, it's well, crazy. And also, okay. and also, absolutely zero interest in hearing or seeing anything regarding. Well, right, trial. because it, it doesn't no interest. allow him to kick Well, that's no just, interest. You know, yeah, there it is. There it no, is. No interest. Unbelievable. I've seen no, it already. I cannot, but I have to. You cannot penetrate. Their minds are made up. Can you imagine there are senators sitting in that being forced to hear it at least, and they, right. they avert their eyes, they are probably humming tunes to themselves, or they got earplugs in, who the hell knows? Right, exactly. But well, and, they, and just, two things yesterday, one, I switched to Fox News yesterday afternoon, I can't remember who, oh, Castro was talking, and I just flipped over to Fox News, because my husband also believes that anything you hear from MSNBC is a lie, so if you want to hear yeah. the truth, you got to go somewhere else, even if it's the same feed, it's still a lie because you know how they doctor things. But so I switched over to Fox. Well, they went to a break, and they they were kind of like talking about, you know, an issue. And then I can't even remember exactly what subject they glammed onto. And then I went over right after it ended, and they were talking about not playing the national anthem at sporting venues. 
That's right. That's they're right. not even talking about it. They don't. No, they're not. They even, have they, no, and they cut wiped away. it they off of their talking show. place. Yeah, yeah. They are not a no. news organization. Let's just be no, clear about No, they cut that. away. And that's what and yeah. that's what those Trump supporters, those 70 plus million people, that's what they watch and listen to every single day. And it's like, right. well, if it's not important, they, they would be caring if it was important. So it must not be important. So I guess it's over. Let's okay. Just, let's just move on. Anyway, so that's Thank you. Okay. Thank bye. you for the call. God bless you. Okay. Bye. Bye. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. Oh, my God. Little Tony says, I'm not clear what happened at the end of the hearing yesterday when the Republican senator, that was Mike Lee, objected to something. Seemed to me it was a distraction. I think that's exactly what it was. Um, there had been such a powerful case put forward, and they were all going to go off to dinner. And he decided to upend the um, maybe uh, the the news and uh, and to get a diversion, uh, yeah, going for the uh, for the media to glom onto for Fox, for instance, to glom onto. It was baloney. Um, it was weak stuff. The uh, Democrats immediately said, sure, you want that taken out? We'll take that out. It's no big deal to our case. Um, but it was. It, it was exactly that. And another indication. That was a juror. <laughs> that Mike Lee was a juror who had just sat through this incredibly slam dunk uh, indictment of his president, and he was trying to help by distraction. Um, I have another caller. I do want to just quickly call her. I'm coming right to you in just a second. Uh, the previous caller brought up Fox, Fox News, and uh, I think it was uh, Nicholas Kristoff today who um, the headline of his piece was, can we put Fox News on trial with Trump? And, um, and, and he posits a lot of things, some of which we have talked about here. What do we do about Fox News polluting people's heads, spreading this crap? Uh, they're getting worse because they have now taken two hours out of their schedule on either end of their what used to be their primetime schedule and put in two more hours of lies and crap that had been used to at least give a sort of uh, a news uh, perspective. Um, and I don't know what we do when you have a major supposed news outlet. It's not that it's conservative. It's that it, it, it peddles conspiracy theories. It, it gets people killed in the case of uh, the way it covered uh, COVID uh, initially. Um, so some of what they do, yeah, like some of what Trump did, is, is fatal. And I don't know 
what what we do. Every one of us who pays a cable bill is subsidizing Fox News. They get most of their money from the cable companies. And the cable companies put them in that, you know, if you get the basic stuff, you'll end up with Fox. I mean, the lowest level. You'll get Fox. And there is a something, uh, there's a site I'm going to give you, unfoxmycablebox.com, unfoxmycablebox.com. And that is where you can lend uh, your voice uh, to start the effort to get Comcast and, and all the others to drop Fox News from their packages so that we do not have to subsidize them. Uh, okay, caller, go ahead, please. Hey, good morning. Hi. Hey, um, I thought that there was actually legislation at one time that, that did not permit um, the uh, these stations that uh, were claiming it was the fairness that, doctrine. Fairness yeah. doctrine. Yeah, no, all that we have to do is yeah, we just get, have to return to the original. We'll never get that back again. And you know where that disappeared? That disappeared under Bill Clinton. Wow, I didn't, I didn't, you know, time-wise, I didn't realize that was the, uh, yeah, that was the timing on that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he was tied up in all kinds of shaky stuff too. Yeah, tell me about it. But not but not like but not like this traitor. I mean, this guy oh. you know, maybe three hundred years ago he would have been lined up and shot for being a traitor and the people that backed him. I mean, uh, you, you go to a foreign government that um is against, you know, your country and what it stands for and Yeah. You you get he used to get shot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm uh, not for capital punishment, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it it speaks for itself. You, you go against yours, and um, they throw you out. They, they they used to they used to kill you, but yeah, I you know it's 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 totally weird. It's a distortion of reality. I mean, it's, we've had a distortion of reality, I guess, since that legislation went through, and it's been allowed. It's been you know. It's, it's thought of as entertainment. Look what entertainment got us. Well, that's right. And again, I was saying the other day, there are many culprits that blurred the lines between news and entertainment. And uh, Roger Ailes, who founded Fox News, was one of them. But the other who was brilliant at it is this uh, Zucker, who um, has run CNN for yeah. the last 20 years and made them a station that made everything into a drama. So we're easily bored now unless they create these narratives, good versus evil, this, that, the other. But it, it's not news anymore. It's okay. not what, you know, old, it is really some, we're screwed. I still remember the crew that I worked with. Um, many of them were fairly liberal and, um, uh, when they when when it's this all first that it all changed. I mean, uh, 
they were saying, you know, check this out. This is really funny stuff. You know, this is really, uh, and you know, it's amusing uh, that, that these people are uh, talking this stuff. And uh, um, huh. you know, and, and now we see where it gets us. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks anyway, for the call. Yeah, keep keep Thank it up, Lynn. I mean, as as you know, even though you're saying stuff that that gets you worked up, and I I, I love it. It it really you know clears up things in my head that sometimes I you know I'm not I'm not I'm not as aware at, by any means as you are and uh, I appreciate what you're doing I really do well thank thank you so much thank you thank yeah. you for the call too Take bye care. bye okay Brooke writes for a while now I've been of the opinion that we simply impeach Trump and not to bother with a Senate trial I felt we should just get on with the business of the country and leave history to pass judgment on him I mean Look, here we are just over three weeks into this new administration and all our attention's on Trump. Uh, but now I feel differently. He will be acquitted, but history will know we tried, that we at least tried to do the right thing. And those that did not do the right thing, well, we just have to hope there's a special place in hell for them. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Brooke. What they're doing is creating a damning, damning historical record. Henry writes, as brilliant as the House managers might be with their prosecution, it is falling on deaf Republican ears. There are many reports that they are walking around the chamber, sitting in the gallery, feet up on the rail, visiting the cloakroom, using their phones. Many are working on other things, and at least one was spotted with earplugs. The real action in the Senate chamber is being hidden from the cameras. That's right. They, they, uh, the rules said that they could not, the cameras could not show the jury. But they will show themselves with their vote. I just hope that, what is it I'm hoping for? Two, three, four? Will it be as much as like 15 of them will peel away? I don't know. The reality is, is it is there again i'll say it it's their opportunity to get trump off their backs to make an effort to reclaim their party it's a gift from us reuters uh is reporting that there was a zoom call uh the other day of a bunch of Republicans, former officials uh, in the Reagan, Bush's, uh, even Trump administration, who um, were talking about uh, a breakaway party, um, whether it would be, you know, a faction that they would create, whether it would actually be a party that um, and where they would run candidates in some races um, and a desperate attempt to create what I guess they used to think of their of the Republican Party. Now, one of the guys behind it is a guy who ran 
Evan McMullen, um, he ran as an independent in 2016, you may recall. Um, but I'm, I mean, it's not surprising that these conversations are occurring to create a, a splinter party, a This is usually viewed as a, you know, it's a dead, dead on arrival uh, effort in our system. But I don't, as we've talked about this before, I don't know what else they can't do. You either leave the party and find yourself with no party because they really don't want to be Democrats. But they sure as hell don't want to be Republicans anymore, given this radicalization into a cult of, you know, cult of personality. I don't know. Jeff writes, Highland, the fair, what? The fairness doctrine was undercut by the Reagan administration? Uh, all right, I'll relook that up. I probably won't, I'll forget. Um, Josh writes, hi Lynn, listening live. Your caller just brought up the fairness doctrine, sadly that has gone. Also, that damn deregulation of media law that Bill Clinton signed into law was the Telecommunications Act. Yeah, you're right, I'm blaming him for, yeah, that did more damage than the fairness doctrine. That's what he did, I'm sorry, Clinton, signed the Telecommunications Act, and that's what allowed for the consolidation of media companies into just these huge, uh, giant purveyors of news. Uh, there had been limits on how many stations one entity could own. All those got blown away, and uh, he created, by signing that legislation, uh, certainly, um, the kind of media scape that we have now. And Josh writes, one of the reasons I didn't vote for him the second time around. He did a lot of not good stuff. And, you know, hindsight. <laughs> hindsight. Roger writes, isn't Fox the number one news station? If we fight to get them off Comcast or Verizon, don't Fox viewers have more numbers? Won't they have? No, they don't have more numbers than either CNN or MSNBC uh, of late. They don't. But it is a slippery slope kind of a thing. You know, what's to keep? You gotta, it is, and, and, and I think Christoph, who wrote this piece, says that some of what he was arguing made himself queasy. Uh, yeah. Jonathan writes, last night, Lindsey Graham tweeted, the not guilty vote is growing after today. What? What? <laughs> ha! Oh, my God. The quote's not, wait, the tweet's not done. The not guilty vote is growing 
I think most Republicans found the presentation by the House managers offensive and absurd. Wow. 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 Boy, when you sell your soul to the devil, man, I guess it's <laughs> it's unbelievable. And Jonathan reminds us, this is the same uh, guy, Lindsey Graham, who four years ago tweeted, if we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the devil gave him, offered him a better deal, I guess. It's really amazing. Okay, just some, I want to uh, double back on some things that I brought up uh, earlier in the week. Uh, who knew that, you know, are talking about Bruce Springsteen and the Jeep ad, blah, 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 going, going back and forth on it, on its meaning, on uh, whatever. The news has broken First of all, the ad is now sort of unavailable. Jeep has um, has pulled it. Uh, it's pausing, it says, it's commercial. Uh, they've removed the video of it from their YouTube and Twitter accounts. I'm sure you've heard this. Uh, turns out that before uh, Bruce made that ad, he was arrested on a drunk driving charge in mid-November in a na national uh, park. And um, he was charged with driving while intoxicated, reckless driving and consuming alcohol in a closed area. Uh, this is a federal prosecution because it happened in a federal park. His first hearing is uh, later this month and Jeep didn't know about it and no one knew about it. And the park service is not having any comment about why it took nearly three months for the Springsteen's arrest to be disclosed. Uh, so uh, there's that. <laughs> Jeep said, um, about the commercial, its message of community and unity is as relevant as ever, as is the message that driving and drinking can never be condoned. Oh my God. So there you have it. And Chuck says, I'm pretty sure Springsteen will never do another ad again. <laughs> um, what? He says uh, he was driving his motorcycle. Uh, I don't know. His blood alcohol content was 0.02. That's not high, is it? I probably got that right now. 0.02, just a quarter of New Jersey's legal limit of 0.08. So the Fed's limit is what? Zero? 
<laughs> I don't get it. Oh, boy. Okay. Debbie says, I was thinking yesterday while watching the trial, why do Republicans want to attach themselves to a loser? Trump is no longer president. They lost the House. They lost the Senate. So I don't understand why they keep talking about the 74 million people who voted for him. What about us 80 plus million who didn't? Don't we count? If he was still president, I can understand, but he ain't. Also, most of the rioters, they're finding out, we're finding out most of those rioters didn't vote. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. The Republicans are still, they're already looking at, uh, in less than two years, taking back the House. And the Democrats have a razor thin majority there, and obviously an even closer uh, uh, divide in the Senate. So for a party that is destroying itself, it still wields incredible power, mostly showing how messed up our system is. So all these state legislatures are gearing up through uh, voting restrictions to again do what Republicans do, try to keep Democrats and, from voting, try to keep minorities from voting, and they'll double down on those efforts in the next year and a half. And also, they're going to redistrict. They're going to gerrymander. They're going to create districts. If they only have to pick up 10 I wouldn't count them out. It's like the, you know, the party that I have more than once declared them dead. I, I want to acknowledge that. And man, they're like Rasputin. You can't kill them. You can stab him, bludgeon him, poison him, and they just keep coming back like some, yeah, like the undead. God almighty. Little Tony says that he thinks they have dirt on Lindsay. Everyone in Washington knows about Lindsay. Well, we all know he's a closeted gay man, but why is that dirt anymore? I don't even understand why that is dirt unless he's into some weird stuff. I don't even, I, I don't know, but it's quite clear that, yeah, he's scared and I, uh, he must be, I don't, who the hell knows what a mucked up piece of work he is. Uh, oh boy. All right. I'm, you know, you see how these, these people spin this stuff and it's just mind blowing, mind blowing. I also just got to update something else. Yesterday I was saying, yay, Mark Cuban. He, he has this season banned the Star Spangled Banner from being played before his games. He didn't make a big deal about it because there was next to nobody in the stands. And um, he didn't make an announcement. He just quietly would tell a team that was coming in to play the Mavericks, uh, hey, uh, we're just going to go straight 
straight into the game, okay? And uh, nobody had a problem with it. But uh, they're doing the Star Spangled Banner today and forevermore because I was wondering about this yesterday because the NBA, <laughs> the NBA found out and was not happy and ordered. Uh, why can't I get this? Ordered. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get it. Hang on. Damn, 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 damn. Uh, yeah, yesterday the NBA decreed that, quote, all teams will play the national anthem in keeping with longstanding league policy. Um, other teams, uh, even in uh, baseball and, uh, and other sports, have tried uh, throughout the years to get, to get rid of it. Uh, some coming from a very patriotic uh, mindset that most people were talking and not singing and that it seemed almost disrespectful <laughs> to the Star Spangled Banner. And others, of course, have pointed out, who is this, uh, the New Orleans uh, coach, uh, totally said he supported uh, Cuban. And um, his quote is, this should happen everywhere. In other words, no Star Spangled Banner. If you think the anthem needs to be played before sporting events, uh, he says what I said yesterday, then play it before every movie, every concert, every church service, the start of every work day, at every business. I mean, what reason is there that we think we have to play the anthem before a game? It's a good question. <laughs> and one that nobody seems to have a, uh, a good answer uh, to. Jeez. And let's see what else I got here. I got some good news on the um, virus. I mean, there's a lot of frightening news about the virus, especially with these variants. And we haven't seen if there's going to be an uptick from the uh, Super Bowl parties. But, I mean, the, tr the trend lines right now are looking really nice. Uh, deaths are, are going down. New cases are going down. Vaccinations are going up. That's all good. Now, I read this in the uh, Times today, and I find it hard to believe. It says here, I'm just going to read it, in the United States, about 110 million people have likely had the virus. You think? What's the population of the country? Isn't that like about a third of the country? In the U.S., about 110 million people, what is the population of our country? Have 110 million people have likely had the virus. And they're saying, and obviously we're throwing in here a lot of unconfirmed cases, people who showed no symptoms, so they've never been counted. But some 
epidemiologists came up with this ballpark figure. About 110 million people have likely had it, which would offer them immunity of some sort. And another 33 million have had at least one vaccine shot. And in a few weeks' time, uh, that number will have grown, and then the number who have gotten two will have grown. But if you combine the 33 million who have at least one shot and the 110 million who likely had the virus, that does make up 43% of all Americans, according to the New York Times, which is enough of a critical mass not to create herd immunity, but perhaps to slow the spread. If the virus encounters fewer, fewer, you know, warm, cozy places to uh, take up residence, it slows the spread. So that's uh, good news, it appears. But um, I don't know, getting our, ahead of ourselves um, on, on this always seems uh, to me to be uh, not a smart, uh, smart thing, but that is a possible, uh, you know, yeah, way of looking at things that makes you feel uh, a little bit better. Margaret says she feels sorry for the woman married to the Republican. I do too. I can't, um, I mean, I didn't want to say to her, but I, I don't know how, how do you, I don't know, how do you go on loving somebody who you know has, I don't know how you do, or feeling the same way in any way. I just, I don't know. I really don't. So I think that's what I got. Just quickly looking, looking, looking. And, uh, oh, that's good. Okay, guys. Um, I could give you more of this Kristoff piece, but I think not. Um, it's, uh, it's just so... So unbelievable. <laughs> it is. And I will watch again today. And I guess the only thing that just mind boggles me is, is how people will not listen. On the other hand, I don't know that I can listen to his defense. You know, I'll have it on, maybe just for laughs or to get my blood pressure up. But I'll tell you, after this masterful job that the uh, House managers have uh, put on. Uh, I sure wouldn't want to be Trump's lawyers. And uh, they've got the weekend. They, we're not going to see that. I, or is it Friday they start? I guess Friday. Um, I just don't know. And I don't see how they use all their time. Um, it'll be something. 
it's almost like you want to just, can we cut to the chase, have the vote? See who's sold their soul, see who sold their souls and see the few, count them on one hand, brave Republican senators coming out of red states that put their, put the truth over re-election. I don't know. It's unbelievable. Okay, that's it. I'll stop muttering to myself. Um, thanks very much. I guess I'm going to go out and shovel again, huh? Yeah, dang it. It is pretty. See you guys. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be safe. Double mask. Stay in. We're going to make it to the spring. God. All righty. Love you. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.